there could be some that would say, well, yeah, hey, as long as it makes you happy and it feels good, do it, and so on and so forth, where the Christian would say, well, no, because the Bible says we're supposed to be moral, uh, we're supposed to treat each other with respect, uh, That that's not the right thing to do. So we're not going to conform to that pattern. And that clearly is a pattern sure, if you go absolutely. to college campuses today. That is a yeah. pattern. That's God does for us. When he transforms us, it says that he puts his spirit within us. Right. His spirit leads us into all truth. Right. When we're talking about decision-making and conformity of any kind, right. we need to be talking to his spirit. We need to be right. recognizing his leading and his voice. I'm Bill McMinn, Senior Pastor of Beagleville Bible Church. And this is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's Word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. And we love to do it. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life, this is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I am Bill McMinn pastor of Eagleville Bible Church. I probably don't even need to say it because probably everyone who listens already knows that, but in that's case right. you did, yeah, yeah, that's who I am. And uh, Mark, our worship pastor here with me today. It's and nice uh, we've be been talking you, about a lot of stuff, man. Uh, just in, in these podcasts, we did one on uh, myself and Teddy on how Christ impacts your life and manning up. And now we want to do one on what's appropriate conformity. And go ahead and read that verse. So the Lord's kind of put on your heart to share today. Right. Romans 12, 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this present world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may test and approve what is the will of God, what is his good and well-pleasing and perfect will. You know, One, one of the things I've always seen, Mark, as far as being conformed to the present world the, the, I called it this years ago, uh, a hom- homogeneity factor. In other words, where everyone has to be together and think the same. And there's always right. been this push that I've seen for ages that we need to think the same way on everything. And you always know as a Christian, that's going to be a tough sell because some of those things, some of the world think things, yeah, some of the things the world thinks doesn't jive with what God thinks or what God says. Therefore I can never just go with the flow because that flow at times is taking me over waterfalls that I know that I just can't do, but I've always seen the pressure. And so when it says here, don't conform, it's like jello in a mold. So jello conforms to the mold. And what it's saying is, don't conform to that mold right. that the world's, but there's always the pressure. There is, there's, I call it the tyranny of conformity, you know, right. and you've, when you've got things like black lives matter, blue lives matter, all lives matter, you know, right. debt, right. Uh, status. Uh, how about politics coming up? Right. Man, if you don't see it my way, you, we got a some complete right. division. There's no chance for us to be friends. There's no chance for us to have a civil conversation. It's like, why in the heck do I have to be under that tyranny, that pressure right. you're talking about, to conform to your way of thinking? Right. You know, I don't have to do that. And especially for me as a Christ follower, I that's going to inform my conformity. You know right. what I'm Absolutely. saying? Like that. That. Uh, Christ and his ways are going to inform my conformity. Well, I think there are certain things where you start to realize that you're looked at like you're a dinosaur if you think it, like if you have a traditional definition of marriage uh, between a man and a woman. Oh, now, wait a minute. Uh, Where I'm like, no, I mean, a pair of gloves is a left and a right. Two lefts don't make a pair. They never will. I mean, what are two left gloves? They're two left gloves. I mean, that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you can't, you know, we've been pushed up. We're, We're trying to redefine gender. Uh, in our world today. Yeah, so there's exactly. all kinds of stuff that that's going on that you look at and it's a puzzle, but the world's 
there's always been things for people to be mm-hmm. arguing about. I mean, mm-hmm. back in the back in the '60s and early '70s, it was the Vietnam War, and uh, people would would argue and and fight about that. And and some, of course, pro hey, we're pro American patriots, and some saying hey, you know, we shouldn't be involved in this. And they have demonstrations, and four right. people get killed down in Kent State, and you know, a lot a lot of bad things were going on. And I, I think that it's probably been true of every decade that that I've ever grown up. I mean, yeah. there there's something, and you realize that the beauty of a country like America is we don't have to all be the same or think the same. No way. Actually, that's the strength of America is the opposing the opposite. That's actually a strength. You know, when we have opposite viewpoints and we can mend those two opposite viewpoints to make one great point that will compel us, you know, to something that will change our current culture. Right, and I can love. Like you said, I can, you know, the the ethic of the Bible is I'm supposed to love. I'm supposed to love my neighbors myself. I'm supposed to love God. I'm supposed to love even my enemies. Yes. And to me, conforming to the world would say, well, I only love you if you're like me. Exactly. Well, no, I mean, I I can love you whether we agree or not, and Mm -hmm. that's what tolerance is. Now, I don't accept everything. I think we live in a world where there's a difference between tolerance and acceptance, where we live in a world where, no, I can tolerate that we're different. I can tolerate you have a different morality or a different viewpoint Mm -hmm. and I can live and let live. What you can't make me do is to accept it or condone it. I don't have to accept it as the right way Mm -hmm. because we're at two totally different things. You think going right is the proper way. I think going this way is the proper way. We have to be free to go our own ways. Yeah. I don't have to accept that you're right and that everything is right because it's not even possible. Mm-hmm. One plus one can't equal two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah. It just <laughs> right. can't. It so can't. Yeah. I, I can't. So to me, I can tolerate that we're different. I don't always accept that we're different. But right. in our world today, the conformity to the world is saying, no, you have to accept. You have every, to accept, you have to accept it. Yeah. Bill, what, for our definition purposes, what is worldliness, man? I mean, what, when you look at worldliness, what would you say is when worldliness? When you said don't conform yeah. to this present world, right. typically when the word is a Greek word, cosmos, and it means that it's the world as opposed to God. It's the world as... Okay doesn't really take God at his word. It's a world that's just kind of going with the flow and whatever your passions or your appetites Mm -hmm. would dictate, then that's the way that you should go. So if you're a kind of person who wants to uh, take advantage of women in college and you're out partying and drinking and your, your thing is I want to sleep with as many women as I can, forget what that does to them. Uh, forget if it's right or wrong. That's just what I want to do. Yeah. There could be some that would say, well, yeah, hey, as long as it makes you happy and it feels good, do it, and so on and so forth, where the Christian would say, well, no, because the Bible says we're supposed to be moral. Uh, we're supposed to treat each other with respect. Uh, that That's not the right thing to do. So we're not going to conform to that pattern. And that clearly is a pattern. Sure. If you go to Absolutely. college campuses today, that is a yeah. pattern. The, the, we would say, no, that's, that's not what we're going to do. So we can't conform just because, just because everyone else is doing it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. Yeah. I mean, I'm reminded of John chapter one. I just was reminded of it just sitting here right now. It says that Jesus was in the world. The world was created by him, but they didn't recognize him. Right. It's a whole system that doesn't recognize Jesus as Lord. Right. You know, that is the world system. In my opinion, it's, un, right. it's ungodliness. You know, right. it's anything that's opposing to God. So when we talk about it in that way, what would, conformity yeah, but, but, the, but the thing is mark and i mean to interrupt but yeah. we we all know what it is because here's why mm-hmm. we have a sin nature this is not rocket science my 
self, Bill McMinn, That's right. wants to do bad stuff at times. Yep. And okay. that is your worldly or fleshly Correct. tendency. You know? But just because I want to do it doesn't mean it's the right thing to do. I might want to yeah. eat ice cream 24-7. Mm-hmm. I might want peanut M&Ms to be my food source. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's just because I have an appetite for that doesn't mean it's the right thing. I might think some other guy's wife is the best thing on the planet. Can't do it. No. <laughs> no. No. Right. It doesn't matter. Right. It's like... That's where your morality comes in. Right, but uh, to, in that analogy, though, I'm sorry, I interrupted right. you now, but in that analogy, though, the world might say, you know what, if that's what makes you and her happy, then you should pursue that. No, the world would say, also, that'll probably make your marriage better. Oh, yeah. I've heard him say too. it. Sure. But I also like the movies like, um, I think it was called Unfaithful, where the one girl is telling the other girl who's involved in an affair, but she doesn't know it, but she's like, never getting involved in an affair. It always ends badly. Yeah. Her affair did end it's badly. True. It was a tragic movie as it, as it came true. down to the unfolding. What a mess she created for her and her husband and her family because of her affair. And and I thought that's a realistic statement. It is. It ends Absolutely. badly. But but there's the other part of Hollywood that's going to tell you, oh, no, it'll improve your marriage. It's better. It's just how everyone is. Um, girls, that's just how guys are. Mm-hmm. They're, ju- they're just going to be man whores or they're just not going to be fail- – by the way, these, like, terms that I'm using right now, these are things, like, I hear in the last two weeks in conversations with people in the crazy? secular world. That's, that's the kind of stuff I hear them talking about. Yeah, and I hear you talking a lot right. about lawlessness, you know, and right. the idea of lawlessness. There's another great example of worldliness is, right. is a system that's lawless as, a, as, as concerning God's ways. You know right. what I'm saying? Lawless in, in biblical ways. Right, so, so don't, what, be, don't be conformed to the world but be trans. Transformed. Yes. The the idea of the Christian is that your in Christianity is not that you're going to be like everyone else. There's a transformation, like a caterpillar turns into a butterfly. It's that different. Like it's yeah. transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you know what God's will is. And I think that if you ask me in in very real terms, what's helped keep me on the straight path and from really making a train wreck out of my life, because I I will promise you, <laughs> I could have easily made a train wreck out of my life. Yeah, I'm not good. Because I am good. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't treat people nicely because I am naturally nice. And parts of me are, but you know, go with the flow on this one. I do certain things because it's the right thing to do. Absolutely. And and yeah. I'm gonna I'm going to keep my hold my tongue at times and not bite somebody's head off because biting their head off would not be the right thing to do. And that's where God's will and this transformation and the renewing of my mm-hmm. mind has impacted me so much Absolutely. because I realize in very real terms, in very real ways, whether it's in traffic, uh, it's out there in my dealings with other people, there's that challenge, Bill. Like Even what Jesus said, treat others like you want to be treated. There's that challenge, man. That's out there. The- I'm not saying I get that 100% right. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that's helped me to be transformational to know what God said. You're going to have a tough time being transformed by the renewing of your mind. If you don't know what God's pattern looks like, (laughs) like if you don't know the 10 commandments, let's say Mm -hmm. for instance, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, I've got second Corinthians five 17 here. So then if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. What's old has passed away. Look, what's new has come. And Jesus, when he's talking to Nicodemus, what did he tell him? You have to be born again, man. You got to be born again. What that means is like in your spirit, you got to take on a whole new creation, right? That creation that God puts into us. It's not about willpower. It's not about, you know, striving on our own. No, God, 
God comes into our life and he transforms us. I love how you put that, the caterpillar to a butterfly. Right. You know, that's exactly the point I'm trying to make is that's the example is you become transformed when Jesus Christ is in you. Right. There's There's a Romans 7 battle. You know to do good, but you end up doing bad, that kind of thing. There's flesh. Right. That we battle every day. There's our fleshly desire, our worldly desire. We need to rise above that and be transformed in the way we think. By Isn't the it interesting? Of our mind. A lot of times, you know, God won't give you more than you can handle. And there are times, Mark, where I felt in my life that you come later on in your years, and then God's starting to work on certain things, and you wonder, well, why not sooner? Well, because God was working on other things earlier. Yeah. And he didn't yeah, exactly do right. it all at once. I've seen people come to put their faith in Christ. I've seen some really struggle to get away from, let's say, um, addictive drugs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Some people was overnight. I've seen people like one guy, I remember he came to the Lord and, and without me saying anything to him about it, he just, he quits drinking, he quits smoking, he quits cursing, he quits, he just starts, he starts going to church, he starts getting to his Bible. Um, there were certain things that had happened in his life that were very crushing uh, in his marriage but he held it together. Like he really held it together and uh, it, it changed his life. And this guy became so, so different was he that his family actually thought he was sick. Wow. They thought something was physically wrong with him because they could see such a change in this man. That's amazing. And I've seen some where it's been really fast. I've seen others where you're wondering, when are you going to get free of that again? Mm -hmm. Like, when's that going to be over? Because it seems to me that, that was pretty clear, like the way we should go, but it just takes time. People are on different spots in their journey with Christ. So. I think, yeah, transformation happens in an instant. Sanctification happens over your lifetime. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you you become more like Christ as you go on. Immediately, my mouth was changed when I came to Christ, you know, in, right. in 07. My mouth was filthy before that. And after that, man, it was, it was like God com- completely transformed the way I talk, right. you know? But did I have a problem with pornography still? Absolutely. And I had to, I had to work through that, man, to overcome that addiction to that, to that, that sin, you right. know? And I held on to Jesus the whole time, man. It was such a battle. But his help, by his grace, I'm overcoming that. You right. know what I'm saying? And it hasn't been an issue for years. Now, I know the scriptures say, be right. careful lest you fall when you think right. you're saying it. But you know what? I'm trusting God through all of that. You know, that was what transformation did. And the biggest key to that transformation is coming into a relationship with Jesus. I mean, you have to submit to his leadership. It wasn't until I said, you are Lord in my life in this area that it really took, took action, took, you know, but then, but then we struggle too, because we, we come into that and we say those words, but then there's that struggle to be patient with that person who's driving us nuts. And, and that could be your kids. And typically your kids will test your patients more than mm-hmm. anything else on the planet. But I've just found that it's a process. And sometimes it seems for me that it ebbs and flows. Like there's sometimes you feel like, wow, man, I'm so close to God. I feel like, woo, on fire. And there are other times where you feel a little more distant, not that God changed anywhere. And I don't go by feelings, but I just right. realize there's some ebb and flow. And so there's that constantly yeah. striving to, like anything else, you might fall behind on it. If maybe you're mm-hmm. falling behind on contacting your friends, you're falling behind on exercise, uh, you're starting to get off your diet, uh, whatever it is. I think sometimes in our spiritual disciplines, we, we start to get off a little bit where mm-hmm. maybe, man, I haven't read my Bible this week or, yeah. man, I just, I'm just i only like praying for 30 seconds or a minute. Yeah, I really need to get out there, spend a little bit more time with God and just get alone right. and, you know, ask him questions because I always have questions, Mark. Mm-hmm. I have questions all the time, you know, well, Lord, how do I handle this? Uh, what do you want me to do? Uh, 
how, what should I say? Uh, am I handling this right? And I'll pray and I'll let God guide me. And I think that's one of the important things of being kind of transformed. Absolutely. It's just the, the, the ability, you know, not to use this like up there, super spiritual language, like, oh, you know, you know, Jesus, you know, you're Lord of my life today. To me, that translates down into how did you want me to handle that again? That's exactly right. Right. Yeah. How, and did I do that right? Like, did I, yeah. Lord, did, am I disappointing you in what mm-hmm. I'm thinking right now? Like, is this not what you want me to be doing? And I think See, those are questions that throughout our whole lives, so our dying day, we're going to have these kind of questions where we're going to ask the Lord, Hey, right now, God, what is it you want me to do? And sometimes I feel a little bit bad if I didn't pray about it first. Cause sometimes, man, I'm decisive. At this point, I wasn't always, but right. I mean, at this point in my life, I don't have a hard time making decisions and let, hey, let's go. Um, and then even my trip out west, did I pray about that first? Like, mm. I'm trying to think about it. I was thinking right. about that the other day. I'm like, right. Bill, did you ask God about that? Or did you just, or did you just make a decision? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or did you just make right. a decision? Because I've been thinking about it, talking about it, doing it for yeah. years. You know what I'm saying? So it's not right. like a new thing. Bill, but, I love what you're saying yeah. because we, we titled this show Appropriate Conformity. Right. What you're doing is conforming to God and his ways in your life. You know what I'm saying? There's yeah, a the way to conform toward right. the world. There's a way you're, you're instructing us right now. There's times when we need to conform to God and his right. lordship in our life. You know, I say here, we need to stay very close to Jesus in these days, being renewed in our minds by spending a lot of time with him, his word, praying and recognizing his spirit's leading. Right. You you know, those are the key elements to conforming to his yeah. ways, to the appropriate conformity. And I really don't think that God made it as far as, you know, when he, when he says don't be conformed to the world, obviously that's because that's, that's possible. You can say no. Yeah. You know, every, and I try to realize yes. that and remind myself of that. Bill, you don't, and, and even people, whether they're, you know, in, involved in drugs or involved in some type of adultery and morality, you don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. You can say no. Uh, you might have bad thoughts in your head, bitter thoughts, angry thoughts. You can say no to that. Yeah, you know what's going to help us. You know what's going to help us the most in that though is listening to the Holy Spirit. Right. That's one of the best things God does for us when He transforms us. It says that He puts His Spirit within us. Right. His Spirit leads us into all truth. Right. When we're talking about decision making and conformity of any kind, right. we need to be talking to His Spirit. We need to be right. recognizing His leading and His voice. Right. You know, and following it. Right. You know, how, uh, the fruits of the Spirit too. We need to be operating in the fruits of the Spirit. Amen. He gives us those things so that we can help people in this life. You right. Know? But I don't think that God made it like I started saying before this impossible thing. Cause I think like mm-hmm. we throw a lot of ideas out there and let's say if somebody who's a, maybe a new believer or you're, you're kind of wondering about it and you're listening to the show and you know, we don't want to throw so many words out there, like follow the spirit and fruit of the spirit. And you're like, what are you guys talking about? Listen, right. God did not make this complicated. Nope. He didn't. And, and although some of the, those terms may seem like, I don't know if I can ever get this. No, you can. It's a matter for me of simply, okay, I want to read some of that Bible. I want to see what you're saying. Like James said, it was a very simple book. Just look in the mirror of the Bible. Just just look in that mirror Mm -hmm. and think about it. Now, what do I look like compared to that mirror? What do I need to work on? And as God points things out to you, just you work on it and Mm -hmm. you're just praying for direction. And what you'll see is God will do his thing because we're talking a lot about what God does in our lives too. You know what I'm saying? God stuff's God stuff. Yep. I don't have to worry about That's God. Right. God's going to transform me. Yeah, God's going to work. God's going to show me the way. All mm-hmm. I have to do is be open. Bill, last night right. it was so great. Um, I was done praying with my son. and I told him good night and everything. I stood up to walk out of the room. He goes, Dad, I got a question for you. He says, uh, 
Why does it say that loving God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength is the most important command? Aren't all of his commands important? Right. I said, man, that's a great question, son. I said, you know what? You know why it says it's the most important? It's not because the other commands don't matter. It's because the other commands all are fulfilled when you, when you do those two. Right. When you love God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength, and when you love others, you're fulfilling all of the other right. commands. You won't go against the other commands of God. You know what I'm saying? So it's sure. simple. It's well, simple. God's commands are simple. Let's, Love let's put me. it this way. Yeah. You won't go against the commands and not feel badly about it. Mm. You won't. I mean, we all make mistakes and we all transgress. But you, when you really love the Lord and you feel like... Ah, that's not what he wanted me to do. You know, that's mm-hmm. going to buy It's just like your spouse. I mean, I love my wife. And uh, because I love my wife, the biggest thing I want is for her to be happy. Yeah, that's right. Man, if I it's live life yeah. and I come to the end of my life and my wife is not happy mm-hmm. with me as a husband, that, man, I'll tell you, I, I did something way wrong. Yep. Way wrong. Because I love her. Because I love her. I want her to be happy. And because she loves me, she wants me to be happy. And I think when we love God, we just want to do hey what does god want me to that's do right. like that's exactly a that's a big right. big deal yeah we appreciate you tuning in this way to go podcast i appreciate mark who mm-hmm. uh, did a lot of work on this show and also uh, really appreciate your mm-hmm. work and your leadership in this and just you know the way god works in your life and i think Amen. for both of us it's just honestly coming before the lord every day it's not rocket science it doesn't right. take degrees to do this right it's just a matter of just being open saying lord work in my life bringing glory to him yep. Right? yep have a great and a blessed week